Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 11, Episode 22, Crocktails. Is this a classic 90s sitcom clip show? And if so, is that basically one big spoiler for our Rewind Rewatch? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Sheck. Joining me as always, it's Ryan Sansone. Cracked and loaded. Also with us today, our guest... Bradley Kirkston. Every episode, I get less and less and less. Last time, I was guest star. This time, I can only be a guest. I'm not even a star. Like, what is this non this cockamamie nonsense? Cockamanie. What is this cockamamie nonsense? How did he get <laughs> guest billing? That's way too high. <laughs> yeah, next episode, it's going to be the man that I the person that identifies as male, Bradley Kirkston. Like, Honestly, if you, if you got the tagline "the man," that would be huge for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like. It, it just, it grinds my gears. It pickles my pears. Ew, okay. pickled pears. <laughs> I actually love it, that as a, as a outrage slogan. It pickles my pears, which I would try, but it doesn't sound good. It puts me, it, it, it puts me in the under of underwear. That one didn't yes. make any sense. All right, and on that note. <laughs> it, puts, uh, that one, it puts me under the underwear. Look. Everyone has some winners. Everyone has some losers. That one was a loser. Um, you're, you're soiled garments. I think that makes sense. Uh, you, know, you just said it poorly. When, they, when people think of Bradley Kirkston, they think clothing. They think underwear. Because uh, that, that's, that's something <laughs> I wear a lot of. <laughs> Honestly, I've known you a long time, Brad. I, I would be thrilled if you wore underwear more often than you do. First off, the name is not Brad. It's Bradley. And second off, <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. Um, Clos clothing man Bradley. Yeah. Oh God, that's sounds like I'm a, a creepy underwear model. Um, oh well. Again, if you wore underwear, that would be great. Yeah, you gave yourself quite an upgrade there to model <laughs> underwear person. Whatever. It's 2023. <laughs> okay. So so I'm gonna ask a question to the group because this is you know Brad's corner. I'm oh, sorry, Bradley's corner. Um, Even you do it. Uh, shh, don't tell anyone. Um, but uh, what I'm going to do, and, and every time I have an opportunity to talk, which is not often, as you know, on the show, um, I like to ask a question or bring something up. Usually it's connected to the show or to the episode. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to start a conversation. And the point of this is I'm going to bring this debate, I should say, up about once in, once a season and see if the answers change. Okay? Uh, like always, Curtis and Ryan have no idea the question I'm going to ask. Can you guys please confirm you have no idea the question I'm going to ask? I Not have no idea. I don't even know if it's going to be a conversation or a debate. You've, you've pitched us both. Can you also please confirm you weren't listening to half the things I just said? You went so wrong. Yeah, correct. <laughs> okay, cool. So the question is, and Curtis, you just you have to base it off of just the three episodes you've watched, and Ryan, you have nothing else to base it off of. I guess. After, after three episodes, would you say I'm more of a Niles or I'm more of a Fraser? Oh. Are those our only options? Oh, you know what? We can open it up to any of the cast members. I'm, what I'm made a friendly you think guy. Be a debate. Yeah, okay. I like that better because obviously you're the dad. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm struggling to to think. Like, there is no analog to you. <laughs> what do you mean? He he needs a cane. He lives with his family <laughs> members. Uh, he doesn't talk as much as you expect him to. I mean, that's a solid argument. I, I will tell you. So he I'm does, gonna... He does watch football. We found out this episode. Spoiler alert. That's I think he's a Roz though, because she's really uh, struggling to get laid in this episode. So I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, but she has like the the past experiences that you know 
Our buddy yeah. Bradley doesn't. Let, let's not, you know, that's a that, let's save that for another episode. Um, but but the point is, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to bring this up at least once a season, and we'll see if the answers change. So for those of you listening at home or your car or your hot tub, um, please listen in for season two and see if the answers have changed. I'm hoping that some of our dedicated fans that we've no doubt accumulated so far are already putting together a fan wiki where they're just recording all kinds of data and information about these episodes. Yes. And I hope there will be a whole section, a whole page on the debate episodes. I'm confident our, our Frasier Phils are out there collecting the data. Have we, wait, wait, have we, have we explained that on the show yet that we're calling them the Frasier Phils? Not only have we not explained it, we haven't even said it. Yeah, that was the first. Fans, we're calling you Frasier Phils. You're going to hear about it a lot. We think you're amazing. Venmo us money. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Frasier Phils are fans of Frasier. <laughs> being, being a fan of reverse psychology doesn't make you a Frasier Phil, I don't think. Oh, I thought that's what we decided. I thought that's what we decided, too. But, no. Um, <laughs> we... How is that a, a sensible pun? For those of you listening at home, this is a very organized podcast. It is a very organized podcast. So we landed on Roz. Roz is how we, we settled the debate. Oh, I don't think we settled it. I think the point is you picked yours and, and I picked mine and we will never... Never, ever, ever agree. Oh, oh, put put up a poll. Oh, okay. Brad, you, you Bradley, you got to do that. Thank you. If you call me the right name, I got you. Put that on Twitter and Patreon and uh, Amazon. Great. I'll also do it on Truth. Great. Well, on that note, why don't we jump into this episode? Well, we open on the Duke in the kitchen, futzing with a broken crock. I mean, out the gate, the way he laughs to himself is both yes. unre unrealistic and exactly something Curtis has probably done on him <laughs> alone. I, the only thing I added to that, I thought it was very creepy. I thought the laugh was very, very creepy. Yeah, it was a Roz level laugh. I, I love that he laughed or, his sorry, own sorry, jokes. Sorry, sorry, BB laugh. Yeah, I, I love that he laughed his own jokes because that's vintage Bradley. Um, but then But then he said something that described me. Did you guys figure out, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Always oh. broken or something? No, he said he's clever and alone. That's me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll tell you what, you're, you're winning me over on this uh, debate uh, that you might be a <laughs> Frasier. Do you think that you're clever? Uh, by myself? Yes, I do. Oh my God. Can you please start writing down <laughs> things you said to yourself that you thought was clever and share them next episode? That'd be great. When no one is around, I'm the funniest person I know. I believe you're the funniest person you can hear. I can't hear. I barely can hear myself, let alone other people. All right. Well, suddenly, we flash backwards in time to last year, 2003. Daphne and a sunburned duchess have just returned from their honeymoon. Yeah, I love a good bisque joke. I love a good bisque joke. I, I, also wrote, they... I, I wrote that as well, and I also wouldn't, yeah. mind, I wouldn't mind crawling out of a bisque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love a good bisque joke. Uh, I also, I saw, I made that note. I also wrote, life is not too short to drink bad wine. Yeah. I, that is a weird thing to say when you get into an apartment and you're offered good wine. It's a weird thing to say anyway. I don't even know what the, what the point of her saying that was. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was a, a little weird. I didn't really understand that. I love the idea of giving a fancy oven mitt as a gift. That's not something I've ever done before, but I really like that as a gift. What do you think the fanciest oven mitt there is? Like, if you hit up Amazon, what do you think is the, like, the nicest feature of an oven mitt? My guess is it, it never gets hot or some corny stuff like that. I'm sure it's probably not that exciting. I mean, do you think there's one that can handle hot and cold? 
because that'd be kind of sweet. Yeah, probably you flip it over. Yeah, if anyone wants to send you us some oven over. mitts, if anyone wants to send us some oven mitts for us to try, we will happily give reviews. I'm confused. Absolutely. Are you saying that you don't think an oven mitt that can handle hot could also handle cold? I doubt. Not well. I, yeah, different tech. No, I don't agree with that at all. I used to, uh, I, I was at an oven glove, and I would, I, I'm when, when I was. I'm sorry, what? An oven glove. It's like a, a, an oven mitt that's shaped like a glove. You can put your fingers through it. All, all of them are that. All right, well, whatever. I would use those to grip my Ben and Jerry's, and I would just eat out of a pint, and it would keep the, keep the ice cream cold. So for all you Fraser fans out there, this podcast is also about oven mitts. So please tell your oven mitt fans as well, too. For all you Fraser Phils. I want to say one thing about uh, uh, Niles and his sunburn. Did anybody else think that was a really bad makeup job? Yes. And the insult of a cherry-faced fool. Was that supposed to be funny? Or is that like a common insult? I don't think this is a comedy. I don't think any of it's supposed to be funny. Okay. Did, he, does, did he say that to himself? Who says that to him? Frazier calls him a, a, a cherry, uh, a cherry face fool. Oh yeah, because I liked that you crawled out of a bisque, and then I kind of tuned out. It was a great joke. Wait, wait, you tuned out or you were laughing? What do you mean? I don't know. Yeah, it was just in the moment. I was, okay. Well, I started thinking about myself crawling out of bisque. The best part of two thousand three, of of that part of two thousand three, which I'm surprised we haven't brought up, Rosie Perez making an appearance. Well, if uh, if you would consult your notes, you would see that Roz brings Rosie Perez to be disappointed by the Duke. And in revenge, he glues his hand to her. She decides this is the time to attempt a pee break. Well, no, she had to pee. I mean, that don't don't make it sound like she was like, oh, casually peeing. She that was a need to go situation. I don't blame her at all. Well, that's the thing. She I mean, she says she needs to go, but it's like. It's only like it's not like she's it's not like they cut to they've been glued together for a while. It's like the minute her his hand touches her, she's like, ooh, my my bladder just got full. Like she just immediately <laughs> has to go the second that she can't be separated from it. Like like literally they just Niles just announced how to solve the problem, like get some acetone. They don't even attempt to like do it and get them separate before she's like, I'm going in. So a lot of notes here real quick. I, first of all, I didn't know that was Rosie Perez. Uh, I've seen white men can't jump and I don't, I don't remember anything from it. And I think that was, this was probably the last thing she was in. Cause actually this was probably after that. So yeah, this is probably the last thing she was in. Um, she's definitely been in some other stuff since then, but I hear you. So I, I also wrote Elizabeth. Horrid name, worse accent. I don't know what she was doing. I don't know who she's supposed to be. All right. And then I also wrote, uh, everyone's so impressed about the acetone thing. I feel like that's like a common knowledge fact. But Who was also, impressed? Were they impressed? They I were think all they were impressed. impressed. I think it was uh, Daphne. She just goes, oh, how oh, do you yeah. even know things? And she's like, oh, Niles is the smart one. Well, I think that was just in, that was in reaction. Well, okay, I want to talk about this because there's a line Rosie Perez has, which she, she says to Roz, I thought you said he was smart in reaction to Frazier. And that is what triggers Daphne to say that Niles is the smart one because Ah. he knows the acetone thing. So that's the connection there. But I just want to say, I feel like that line, I thought you said he was smart, kind of encapsulates our reaction to this pod so far. Like we we are watching the show, which we all thought was really smart. And so far, none of this is all that clever. I thought people said this was smart for sure. And so far it's not. I also, I don't, I hate that they don't try anything. They're like, well, we don't have acetone in the apartment. No one's like, well, why don't you just try to run it underwater? Maybe the glue wasn't that super. 
They take no shot at anything else. Well, it's also one of those like TV tropes that like he must have got a tiny amount of like suit. He, he couldn't have had very much glue in his hands or he would have felt it and washed it off. But he immediately is permanently fixed to Rosie Perez. Like, yeah, this is not realistic. I also like you can tell after three episodes, I'm sure. But like they make such a big deal when somebody is not as cultured as them. Like with the whole wine spitcher thing, like the face that Niles gave, I thought he was going to kill her with his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just want uh, to to wrap this scene up. I, I just want to kind of uh, say that uh, the, the the through line for this episode is the croc. The croc is what transports yes. them to different scenes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a supposition here that the croc is an incredibly tenuous and um, not great through line because it barely features in this scene. Uh, however, that does have at least some kind of prominent placement. Uh, Martin is trying to fix it. From the last time it broke. I yeah, I was gonna mention that at the end. There's absolutely like it's such a such a loose reason to do a, a very fun episode ultimately. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and point out in each scene where the croc appears, and I think we'll agree uh each time that it is maybe less and less each time relevant. Correct. I straight up I missed it at least once. I had to go I, back and check. I did I as as fake as it was to set up the bathroom bit, I did like that. I did like Fraser just being stuck outside the bathroom while she yeah has a has a tough go in there. My sure. whole my whole thing and this this is going to be about all the different bits on this episode. There, none of them are resolved. There's no ending of any of them. So you're like, okay, what happens next? I don't think there's much to resolve in that first one, but I I wouldn't have minded a little longer of him suffering yes, outside yes. of the bathroom. Yes. Ex yeah, for sure, hundred percent. That's what when I was going to talk about this a little later. Like the, when I wrote my intro about this being a clip show, um, that was I, I wrote that of course before I saw the episode because my memory was this was a clip show. I thought this was a clip show episode where they spoiler, were just spoiler alert warning. Yeah, he yeah, that's why I wasn't going to bring it up. But uh, like it's it, like those <laughs> scenes, those scenes feel like a clip show is what I'm saying. Like they they, they don't need to be complete because. They're just kind of little flashes of what came before. Yeah, fair enough. I no matter what, this was a very helpful episode. I was able to play some things in some places. That's Got fair. It. Okay. All right. So um, it's Cinco de Mayo, two thousand two, and it's also Roz's birthday. Now Daphne and the Duchess both forgot because they've been humping nonstop. But meanwhile, Roz is bummed that she's not humping at all. Yeah. Again, this is where me and Roz relate to each other very easily. Um, we just have that connection. Why'd you bring that back up? Oh, it's it's a common thing that I think about all, in, in most of my life. About how you and Roz are the same. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, I also wrote down the bad Spanish gimmick in the beginning of this one. Not a fan of that. Uh, I don't remember that. Could you... I do I. What do you mean? They talk about Cinco de Mayo, and they're like... I think Frazier says, like, I I or something like that, and they, like, go back and forth. It was oh, not boy. funny. It was very, like... It was very like '90s, early aughts Spanish jokes. Yikes! Yeah, I didn't write that down. I did. Write, I love. Uh, I do love. Sorry, I just have to interrupt to say I. I love the idea that in the previous theme they're like, let's get Rosie fucking Perez. Let's get like a Puerto Rican legend to come on, and then the very next scene they're making bad Spanish jokes. Well, they have a little connection in each one if you think about it. They do something to start the scene that would like connect to the one previous. Oh, you uh, think that? Wait, you think that was like a, a connected tissue? I think so. Yeah. Well, I'll, oh. I'll point them out. I'll point them out. I thought that was done on purpose. Yeah, I did not catch that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's okay, interesting. Look, looking at yeah. my notes now, it's like, yeah, hey, I guess maybe. Show is yes, 
See, and people said, finally a clever moment. Well, that's what I'm here for, everyone. Clever, clever moment with Bradley. That's okay. That was a compliment for the show, but so okay. So as the as the people trying to, if for anyone joining me in the backwards watch, uh, which we really got to figure out a good phrase for that, uh, we've suspected now that 2002 was the first time that Niles and Daphne hook up, and you, I guess you can't confirm that, but that's where we're at right now. That's that's what it seems like from this specific episode. Well, I mean, they they explicitly say that in terms of no, sex they don't. You have to, yeah, you have to be really careful here. They don't explicitly say that. It's clearly the first time they boned, but they might have been dating for all we know for 10 years. Well, they, they might have been, but I'm saying like, like Niles says explicitly, like this was the first time they had sex in right. the episode. But believe it or not, bud, some people have relationships that are more, a little more than sex, I think. I didn't say it was the first time they had a relationship or not. I said it was the first time they had sex. Okay. So that we're excited about that. That was a good fact to learn. Uh, I am not at all buying that Niles was a machine in the bedroom. Zero percent chance of that being true. The Duchess, you don't think he's got it in him? I think there's zero percent. I don't know. I, I, I just, David Hyde Pierce. I, I just feel like he can do anything. <laughs> I don't even, is he even in another show or movie? He's on Broadway, a lot of Broadway stuff. I actually saw him on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in Hamilton? Because that's all of my reference points. He was in Spam a lot in 2005. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. He was also the Lion and Lion King. I'm just kidding. Um, I believed you. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'm the dumb one on this podcast. The, the only the other, th- other thing I wrote about this scene is the whole joke with the dad about it being, a, you know, a cardinal delight. I thought that joke went on a little too long. Uh, refresh me a little better. What do you mean? It, um, Niles calls it like his cardinal delight. And then uh, the dad's like, oh, I thought he said caramel delight or caramel delight. That joke oh, went on a little long. Yeah. Oh, I was okay with it. Uh, again, for the backwards so people, uh, we found out Daphne lives in the apartment. That was a big reveal in 2002 as well. And we, I, we learned more <laughs> about that later, but it, it was shocking. Yeah. God, the first episode is going to be, you, you don't even need to watch the first episode once we get there. You're going to be like, I can tell you everything that happens. I, I You're like, this, this, game, a- this show's so predictable. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what's going to be set up. This was a genuinely <laughs> useful episode. Then obviously I wrote, the fireworks look aggressively dangerous in the city of Seattle. I was going to say they look like weird because they, 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 they are like really close to his apartment but just like in the middle of the skyline like i'm not really sure where they're supposed to be shooting off from some of those were hitting buildings and going through windows like they did did. you also did you guys notice that the first scene when the fraser episode started it had fireworks going off the the cue card the entry card i don't know what you're saying i remember seeing an entry card when, when yeah, the, when I, also the did, I also did not clock a single entry card this time. No, no, no. When the when the episode started, it had the little like music, the Fraser music. Oh, and then with the skyline then, being drawn. With the sky, skyline being drawn, and there were fireworks coming out of that. Oh, okay. No, good yeah. spot. I'm I'm like killing it tonight with the good spots. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, really keep are. It up. But maybe we'll promote you from guest. <laughs> maybe, probably not. <laughs> Next time it's going to be special appearance by. Um, sorry, <laughs> special looker featuring. <laughs> Yes. Um, so the croc, we got to mention the croc. In this scene, it is the last minute makeshift gift that Niles gives to Roz. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we jump- that is wait, That is confusing, though, because we know it's back in the apartment by 2003. Oh, I think it was pretty clear that it was a terrible gift that she didn't want. So I don't think she actually took it home with her. I think she very much left it there. That's not how gifts work. You don't just leave it. She's like, nah, <laughs> pass. 
I don't accept your gift. Worst case, you walk out the door and throw it out in the nearest trash can. You don't just leave it. But I think with that at that point, I think she was. They were already like banging in the back room, so she was free to just be like, "I'm just going to leave this right here and go." All right, interesting. All right, we jump again, and it's to 1999, where Fraser is dressed as Uncle Sam. It's for the Fourth of July. Martin is using noise-canceling headphones so he can conveniently not hear the rest of the cast stuck on the balcony. Genuinely did not think that we would see Frasier in a costume the entire series, and boom, three episodes in, we see him in a <laughs> full-blown. I love that because uh, I think he looks great as that. I would watch a series of him as Uncle Sam. It, he did look great. He looked, he looked natural. He looked comfortable. What was Roz supposed to be? Because she came in a costume too, but it looked like yes. she was Raggedy Ann. Like, yeah, what, said, uh, what is the, did I miss so, that? Did they say what she was supposed to be? I could not. Yeah, she was. It. She was going to an American party, and she was dressed as a ugly American. I no, think? you're talking about Daphne. That's Daphne. Uh, oh, I do love that you continue to confuse the two of them three episodes in. It's very difficult. <laughs> Wait, when? What? I don't even remember Roz in the scene then. She, she shows she up comes later. In, she comes in yeah. uh, and goes out to the balcony because she thinks they're wa- well. They are watching the Blue Angels, and she gets excited. And they're already locked out. But then she comes, and nobody notices until the doors closed again. Yeah, I was I was too concerned for the gang. Can we talk about how awesome it would have been if they actually showed Daphne going to the Space Needle and uh, with her binoculars looking into Fraser? That's the scene I wanted to see. Yeah. Okay, but do you think that she actually went? Because she I said think she did. I have no doubt that he insisted she do that. But bear in mind, even though she checked, supposedly, um, he complains that they're still crooked. So I for 100% am convinced he gave her like 50 bucks, like go to the Space Needle, get, you know, pay for entry, go up top and, and look at it. And she's like, sure, 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 I'll do that. And then just like went shopping. No, I thought she said they walking to each other, caught each other. I thought he was on the other line and they were like, he was yeah, like, she did. She doesn't have to actually be there to tell him that she's there. Yeah, just don't have GPS location, bud. Oh, I get what you're saying. It's 1999. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no find my Good friends point. where he's like, Daphne, I know that you're not here. Even if it's not, even if it's present day, you don't know where I am right now. You don't know if I'm on the Space Needle or not. I've never had bunting issues. I did write that. So I would love to have that problem someday. Um, yeah, I feel I like that's one of those things where my, my language is going to really evolve. Now I'm going to use the word bunting. <laughs> I also didn't realize that Daphne uh, worked in the in the building at that point, so I was very confused that she just agreed to do whatever Fraser asked. Felt like I, he should have been the bunt the the one to go to the Space Needle, and she adjusts the bunting. But now it makes more sense. I also enjoy the fact that he calls baseball a baseball match. I was like, I, I like that. I can respect that. Pretty good. Makes some baseball way too exciting. Well, the seat uh, when the seat. Oh, go ahead. There's no way that the door breaks off like that. Like, if if the handle breaks off, the door just now automatically opens, right? It doesn't just it would have stop been working as a door. So easy to be the the gag is the door automatically locks as just a default, and yeah, that, that he forgot sense. his keys or something or whatever. But like they they had to make it as comically not realistic as possible. I mean, they made it visual, which fair. That's true. But it, but, stupid well the scene uh, ends uh well, yeah, i, I, I did also say that uh niles takes a dig at him for calling him uh, a mattress sale which is so accurate i don't yeah. know why that's so accurate but mattress sales love dressing as uncle sam yes so so i also want to talk about niles uh what a fucking perv like 
he's he remembers he's got a cell phone. He's about to call for help. And because Daphne is really hot and takes her like jacket off and shows like the an ounce of skin, he's just like, no, 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 I'm gonna let this play out. Well, to our guest Brad's point, like you really, we don't let the scene play out. He might have just done that for an extra minute. I I hope that they're up there for another two hours because of that, but we don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, I should mention the crock uh, in this scene. It's on the table. That's yeah, like yes. Martin. Martin grabs it and brings it to one of the tables, and that is it. That is all that it's there for. Correct. I couldn't have told you that. I think that was one I definitely just missed. I was like, oh yeah, that's the point of the episode. Well, it's Thanksgiving 1998, and Roz and the Duke are unemployed, and the Duchess is going through a nasty divorce. He wants to confess his love to Daphne, who interprets this as a shit canning. Oh, and Roz is a sex worker now. I don't know. Daphne works here, I guess. And drinking on the job. Do you have any inkling as to what her job is? I think, I think from this episode... Uh, us in the backwards set, I think us in the upside down, we think that she's a caretaker for Martin and Frazier oversteps a lot and uses her as more of a personal assistant slash maid slash, I don't know, fiver, whatever. Should we really lean into the upside down? Like ups- we should call our fans upside downers. And yes. we should really lean into that phrasing so that people who think they're going to get a Stranger Things podcast will download and listen. Yeah, I think hey, so. A little two for one. Any any trick to getting more fans, I'm 100% a fan of. Yeah, we'll make sure to put in the tease. <laughs> De- so definitely I, talking about Stranger Things, which season four was awesome. So I would also do that. But I, I had the least amount of things for this scene. Well, I have um, something big to talk about, which is yeah. uh, this I, is, and, and it continues for the rest of the episode, but this is the scene, and I think Roz has it the worst, where they really go all in on awful awful wigs just really bad wig work correct i noticed i yeah that was the one thing i wrote down yeah yeah i'm not still too attached to these guys so i didn't care i had a couple notes uh (laughs) said obviously bad year for the cranes we didn't know that that i i guess martin i don't think he's really been addressed on the show yet so i just call him pops but i we didn't know pops lives here yet so i was very surprised that he was watching the game in another room that made no sense it's like, I guess we're just watching football in a different room because Frazier hates football. I don't know. That's the same, but it is so interesting to hear your perspective on things sometimes. It's great. It's really great. Thank you for doing this with, with the coast and the, the guest star. <laughs> Happy to. Le- Le- you have you you did not get a star this week, my friend. I oh, wrote, I wrote <laughs> you you don't make them call you back later for the sex working. That that under no circumstance makes sense. I don't believe in the nineties that or maybe it's the early aughts. I don't believe no, it is ninety-eight. I don't believe that you are um just doing it from your cell phone. I'm pretty confident you're like at a call center doing it. Uh like sex phone work. I was a little confused by that. It was nineteen ninety-eight, so you had to pay for your minutes. So, yeah, right. Like- yeah, like who's reinversing Roz for the minutes? That's my yeah, question. There's no yeah. way that there is absolutely no way that you call back later uh, or you do that move. And then I unclear, but is it the same person that calls back or a different person when Martin Very picks unclear. up the phone? Very well, I was a little thrown off because it, I couldn't quite tell if it was definitely her cell phone because it kind of looked like it was just the house phone that she was using because later Martin answers it. And like if it's Which her cell phone. Why? Like maybe it's different in the '90s, but I just can't imagine you answering your friend's cell phone. Correct. That was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. I, yeah. Either way, 
pretty wild. But then to just stick on the line, I mean, it was pretty funny the way that it worked out. But yeah, I, I'm not buying the setup. I did write that 100% sure that the actor Martin needs that cane because he's he's had no differing levels of of using it for what we now have come to learn is a four year gap. He uses that cane the exact same amount. Again, Curtis and I cannot comment on that right now. I, I have I, I have one comment on that, which is I I honestly don't know if the actor needed a cane or not. Um, but I do know that there was a, a famous, another 90 show ER, there was a character on that show that used a cane right. and late in that show's run, they had a storyline where she got her like hip fixed because she was getting, because she was like so often using a cane that she didn't actually need. She started to have actual like back problems. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't look like he really needs it. Which, like, the, if you're doing that for the show purpose, is stupid. So I'm guessing he actually does need it. Okay. Well, uh, if you're curious uh, out there what the what the situation is in this scene with the croc, uh, you'll be excited to learn that it is, this time, not even Martin brings it onto the table. It is just sitting on the table there and not commented upon at all. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely didn't clock it here at all. Well, in the next scene, the Duke is a smidge overconfident in his new relationship, which ends a couple minutes later. Yeah, before I knew that was going to happen, I wrote last we see of Evelyn, I assume. Um, yeah. First we saw her. I, 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 well, you know, well, I think what will be exciting is with the backwards rewatch, um, I feel like there might be a lot of situations like that where you're just going to see this confidence. You will know by the time he gets excited about something new that it's over. Well, spoiler alert here. We... We in the Upside Down are, are unsure if we're seeing Laura Linney again. We do not know right now. Um, I wrote that it it's an all-night date seems horrible. She, Roz is very happy with it, but it seems that would, it seems unideal. I think she shows up somewhere between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Hard to tell. Either way, you don't, you don't want first date to go that long. Well, I didn't interpret it like she was like, I think there was probably some sleeping involved. And yeah, some, like, I think. Yeah, no, I think she was I'm, telling that. I'm saying she woke up and then still hung out with the guy for a while. No, I didn't take it as that at all. I took it as they were did, they were slooping all day long. You're what? Slooping <laughs> all day long. <laughs> this means that there might be a reason why you're having trouble slooping, bud. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's there's lots of reasons. You say that. Um, I think the main reason is because I've never got my chin grinded. How about that? Uh, Oof. Uh, you think that's a real thing? You think people actually get their chin grinded? I had my jaw grinded. Okay. What? You've had it? Well, when I got uh, my wisdom teeth out, uh, a few weeks later, I had like a sharp pain and I thought, I didn't know what it was. And I went to the dentist and he's like, oh yeah, there's like a piece of your jaw that's just sticking out now. I can file it down for you if you want. And I was like, what? What? That doesn't like, yeah. sound like... That doesn't sound like the dentist territory. That sounds well, it too. Well, it was it was it was the, it was whoever does the oral surgeon. Um, but I was like, wait, do you need me to like make another appointment? He's like, no, no, I can do it right now. And I was like, well, don't I need like a general anesthetic? He's like, no, I'll just give you a local. And I was like, oh, okay. So he does this weird, you know, he numbs my mouth. I don't feel anything, but I can hear it. Like I can hear a file in my mouth, and it was very uncomfortable. And then at the end, he like patches me up. He's like, just leave the gauze in for like ten minutes, then you'll be fine. And I was like. Do I have to like take off? Because this is before I went at like the morning before my work schedule. And I was like, do I have to like take the day off? And he's like, no, 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 you're fine. Go on in. Like, th this is nothing. It's no big deal. And I was like, no way. And I called in sick. I was like, there's no way I can work after this. 
They do that at the dentist too, where like if you get teeth work done and then you come back for whatever reason, they're like, oh, I'll just make a minor adjustment. You're like, okay, great. Here comes the Novocaine, my day's ruined. And they're like, I'll just do it live and you just won't feel any pain. I, I don't understand that those adjustments are like, you don't need any Novocaine. It'll be like two seconds and your mouth will feel magically better. Yeah. It makes no sense. Well, in this scene, Martin is eating cheese out of that crock. So at least it gets some action in the scene. Yeah, but this doesn't make sense. Cheese doesn't come in that, in well, any container that looks anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is addressed, like, it is clear from this scene that the cheese came in, like, the cheese eating came in the crock. Wait, he didn't you, add cheese wait, wait, to wait, it. Wait, you jumped. That's a 93. This is 96 we're still in. No, because in this scene, Fraser says, you can't be eating that. It's three years old. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he says, like, you shouldn't be eating that. And he's just like, it's fine. But it's in the it's... same container for three years. Yeah. And then you're right. Yeah. That is something I was going to totally bring up. That container, there's no way cheese is just being served in that, let alone, especially somebody like fucking Frazier is just going to keep that crock around his entire life. Like, it's, no it, way. Yeah. It's not um, consistent with the characters. That's not a spoiler alert. That's just not. When somebody hobbling on there with with a cane, I mean, bad cheese could take you out for good. There's no way you yeah. make it 10 more years after eating three-year-old crock cheese. The, the only other thing I wanted to say in the scene is, and I, I only wrote down, it was a creepy sex analogy. I don't remember what, but I know in that scene, oh, there I, have was a, a weird, I think I have a note about this too. Yeah, there was a weird sex analogy. Was it all? When you say weird, do you mean it was better? No, it was just like awkward. Are you going to ex explain it so that it, we're no, talking about I, the same thing? I did it right down the rest of the joke. So okay, so I wrote uh, yeah. He, okay, take better notes. But he he wrote uh, he said he calls it uh, base camp and then talks about getting to I think he said first base camp. I don't know how he said the first level, but I liked it way better than the baseball thing. No, he had something about clouds in there too. I thought. Well, yeah, you get you work your way up the mountain. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was weird. Right, I, I like it way better. We should normalize it. Bring that back. Learn what it is first. Understand all the bases, but then then promote it. All right. Well, it's uh, finally 1993, and Daddy is annoying the Duke, and the Duchess comes to creep on Daphne, and Martin orders a pizza that's delivered by future shock jock Kenny Daly. Yeah, the the Kenny part was so. Horny. I was just like, seriously, you had to throw him in there for the well, scene. Well, for us on the upside, Dad, we you know we don't know when these people show up. But I I wrote, oh, crazy Mike or whatever. <laughs> Did you just not know his name and just thought maybe it's Mike? I I at first was like I recognize that face, and I was like, oh, it's from the previous episode, or it's from two episodes ago. In in Ryan's defense, which I don't do often, I feel like most. Um, radio hosts in the 90s were either called were Mike or Kenny. Like, I feel like those were the <laughs> 90s uh, radio disc jockey names. Yeah, and I did remember it after, uh, after I think he alludes that he wants to work at the radio station, and I was like, oh, Kenny Powers or whatever his name is. Doesn't matter. You're crossing shows. It. Crossing shows. Doesn't matter. It probably won't come up again. Well, as the, the scene opens, uh, there there is this part where Eddie and, and Frazier are like staring at each other and, and Frazier's like annoyed at him and Martin. Wait, 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 wait. Eddie's in this episode. I was going to call out that he's not at all in this episode. No, he's in the episode. He's, he's been in other scenes too. 
No, yeah. he has not. He I'm has. pretty sure he has. Yeah. He was in the previous scene. He, he yeah. in fact, this actually this totally um matches with your theory that they're, yeah. they're every scene leads into each other because the last scene ended with Frazier making a snide comment at Eddie. Yes. And then this scene begins with him and Eddie staring each other down. Correct. But every scene has brothers. But yes, you're right. A hundred percent on this one. Guys, am so, I dog am I dog blind? You might be dog blind. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was so Martin says uh, that dogs, that the, the, those particular style of dog, um, I think that's what they're called. They're not breeds, they're styles. That they live for 14 years. Now we know that the show ran for 11 years. And this is back to the beginning of the series. This is 1993. So in this scene, he's saying the dogs live 14 years. But I don't know how old Eddie's supposed to be. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Eddie's like three when the show starts. So I'm I'm going to put out the theory that Eddie is three when the show start starts, and eleven years later he's fourteen, and in the last episode croaks. Well, uh, he so he lives a full life at least. That's great. Yeah, because we uh, knew he uh, died. All, all I'm going to say is his birthday is addressed in an earlier episode. His actual age. So that's all I'll say. Okay. Ooh, we'll be interesting. We'll have to we'll have to save the math on this. I don't remember what season. We will be looking out for this. I don't remember what season, so we could be five years away at the rate we're going. So, well, let's uh, let's get on that uh, dog age watch. Um, I also uh, I I don't think it landed, but I'm I'm so pleased with myself that I came up with Daddy as his nickname. So that's that's just what I'm going to call him the rest of the series. Yeah, you said it. I was like, okay. Yeah, I did not. It, it landed like a lead balloon. I don't care. I, I like. But it. speaking of that, I don't think that I, I know, makes sense for me yet. I know the joke. I know the joke was that um, Daphne called him Miles, but a couple of the times that she said Miles, I really thought she said Niles. I couldn't even hear a difference. Yeah, they're very similar names. Yes. So I wrote a couple of things. I said, uh, "Oh, Dad lives here too." Big, big reveal here in '93. So that helped out earlier. Uh, and then again, yeah, just make the the harmless correction that your name's actually Miles. I know you're smitten with her, but come on. Yeah. She, clearly, Sorry? she won't be what? offended when when uh, when Daphne goes to to Niles and she goes, oh, you're Miles, right? And he goes, yes. You just, just make that correction real quick. It's it's fine. It's actually more conversation. Uh-huh. I mean, the, that's how much you've seen of 1993 Niles. So. True, yeah. It's a fair point that you're making. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't wait till like four seasons from now we have somebody who's never seen an episode and Ryan's like the expert on the show and telling <laughs> telling the other person all know, about I'm, it. I'm gonna know so much. So uh finally we see the origin of this stupid croc. It's a vessel for cheese whiz. And wait, um, wait, 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 you skipped the sherry reference. It wasn't really it's the you you kind of see the origin of when they started drinking sherry. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mark it down in, in my in my recap wow. notes. Yes, that was part of the scene. Yes, it was so stupid. One second. It was. It was. Stupid. No one is. No one has ever reacted to Sherry like that ever. Oh, Sherry! How intriguing! Get the fuck out of here. Have either of you drinking Sherry? I have not. I I don't know where you would get it. I've never had I, Sherry, but I do like the idea of at some point in this show doing a, a Sherry bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to drink sherry. Curtis, how intriguing. <laughs> they they do they do sell sherry at a liquor store. I found that out. They do. At I, a I'll, liquor store? You know, one liquor store that has it? Say, I'll have to confirm if mine does. Okay, <laughs> let, let us know and report back on the next episode. Or a episode. I'll do sherry night next time. I'm in. I think it'd be funny to get, like, bottom shelf, like... 
I don't know if they even sell like really bad sherry, but just like a sherry that's like the equivalent of like a Franzia. Curtis, I, I don't know what very good sherry is, so I can't even tell you what bad sherry is. Do they have boxed sherry? Ooh. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it would be hilarious doing a, a like we're doing a Fraser rewatch. It would be hilarious to do a sherry tie in bit. But instead of getting the fancy stuff, which is what he would, of course, want, we're going to get like the, the shit Martin would buy. Um, uh, we, know Fraser, thing... we know Fraser has fancy wine. We don't know if he has fancy sherry. We have no idea. The only unfair. thing I want to go back to about the whole sherry bit is he get they get so excited to have sherry like they've never drank it before. Why would you just have sherry in your house if you don't drink it often? Yeah, it made no sense. I, I agree. It's It makes as much sense as cheese in a crock. Yeah, he does react to the sherry like it's a crazy thing. I don't even know why you would have sherry. Like, it's not a thing I ever drink. But then he, he has a bottle. He, so. he, reacts, he reacts like he doesn't own it. <laughs> All right, well... In the end, we've got the Duke and the Duchess conspiring to switch off housing with their father. And then we finally flash back to the present day, 2004. Yay! No, not yay. Similar, similar to the airplane scene at the end of the show, which now I appreciate a little better. Hated that we cut back to 2004 for no gain. That's true. I did clock that because part of the reason I just kind of ended it there without going to more detail is because like the, the end is he has a dinner party with his family, but there's really nothing that happens in 2004. It just kind of ends. The dinner party with the family is okay because it's in the credits, right? Like that's fine, whatever. That make it a full through line episode. But when they cut back to him just for him to go, huh, and that's my Crocs life. Yeah. Stupid. Well, there's a good time to talk about that stupid Croc because the, the Croc connection, again, Tenuous at best throughout most of the the thing. Uh, apparently, they had actual through lines. Of, like the the idea that he's going back in time. Like I I like that connection. I guess the original connection is the croc to Martin fixing the croc. Yeah. So that's where it starts. But I, I feel like the other connections are much more interesting. And the continuation of that croc it makes it seem like the croc is the thing keeping him connected through all time. But it's not really relevant to any of the scenes. Yeah, it turns out there's subtler but stronger connections throughout, which if, just hit us over the head with that a little stronger. Take the crock out of the backup parts of it. Yeah. Because I think by the time they cut back to the credits, when it has holes in it, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm over this crock. This is stupid. So let me just wrap up the story. So the end of the episode is that the Duke sings us out as we watch them use this crock as a vase, which is spilling water everywhere. Yes. Way too strong of reactions. I mean, it's like that that's something you would see in Friends where it's just everyone's like, holy water's coming at me. Oh, no. What am well, I Well, and it's do? water. It's not it's not like like if I, I don't even think they've set the table. Like, I think they just have like plates on the table. It's not like it's ruining the food. It's not like it's some kind of chemical. It's just water on the table. It's not that big of a deal. But you're right. They all react like something really must be. We all have to jump up. And freak out. It's the exact reaction of when I try to tried to wash my one-year-old daughter's hair. She's just like, no, water, I can't handle it. <laughs> they all do the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, did you like this episode, Brad? I liked it because it was very easy to watch. Uh, first off, my name is Bradley. And uh, because there were some funny bits. All in all, I will say I like it. Yes. Well, for me, I, I I honestly felt this was kind of aggressively mediocre. The fact that I remembered it as a literal clip show, I think is sort of damning. 
Because I thought, oh, yeah, this is the episode where they kind of use a croc to just kind of tell, uh, you know how clip shows work in like a lot of 90s sitcoms where it's just like there's like two or three minutes of actual episode all connected with just a bunch of pre-recorded clips of previous episodes. And it's very, it's always terrible because the connections don't really work and it's all just kind of tossed together and forced. And that's what I kind of remember this episode being. And that, in fact, it was 100%, they, they didn't, I don't believe they used pre-recorded bits. They clearly, I mean, they had this whole croc thing. They clearly wrote all of this for this episode. And that it feels to me more like a clip show than an actual episode of the show is, I think, kind of not great. So, I, I, oh, and the other thing is, like, I could, you're right, there were some good bits. There wasn't awful it wasn't unwatchable it was it it had some good moments but i think the wig work just kind of pushes it over into bad territory for me like it didn't have enough good to overcome the very poor premise and the awful wigs all fair points ryan you're the newbie you're you're this is your third episode this is your in fact in some ways it's your second episode i know i know i uh really blew some of the predictions because i didn't see this coming i hated the through line of the croc i like it was noticeable enough that i clocked how bad it was like at towards the end of the episode i was like this croc thing is it it's a croc it's this is stupid uh that said i loved the episode i thought it was great i this is easily the best one it was a cool concept it was done pretty well the premise was loose to get us jumping back in time but the way that they executed it i thought was great I give it an eight and a half. It should have got higher, but the croc thing really brings it down. Literally Mm -hmm. any mention of the croc hurts its score. That's it. Otherwise, I thought it was a really cool episode. Okay, it sounds like I'm in the middle. Curtis is pretty in one direction. Ryan's another. Okay, that's fair. We've definitely trended up each each episode so far. So that's exciting. Yeah. I will say, I feel like uh, most of the, because there are a lot of these rewatch podcasts out there, and I feel like most of the time, the people watching it are mostly in agreement. Like, they they kind of agree what they like, what they don't. And so it's fun that we are, at least at the start, pretty consistently, wildly differing with each other about how we feel Ag- about these episodes. Agreed. I will, I, I will be mad when the crack has nothing to do with the rest of the series, though. Well, you got a long 261 to go then, buddy. What if yeah. what if it's it's uh, like one of the main through lines of the entire series, but you can't see it the same way you can't see Eddie? <laughs> Denny, I thought we agreed on Denny. <laughs> Thank you, Denny. I don't know. So, so Brad, I, I'm curious if you noticed any good hoity-toity tidbits for us. I think the only hoity-toity tidbit, which I brought up before, but I will bring it up again, is the whole like looking down on people if they're if they're not as cultured as them. That's pretty hoity-toity. I feel like. Well, and I think the I mean the the obvious example is the Rosie Perez example, but I actually yes. think the worst one is when he's supposed to be unemployed and just treating Daphne like absolute yes. dog shit. Yeah. Just like, hey, Daphne, do this for me. Do that for me. Like. In no other era of the show, as far as we saw in this episode, no other like er- like era of his life was he just bossing Daphne around like that. Well, so like, that, I thought that made sense. From I, so it'll be interesting to see how that stacks up with the show because I thought it made sense that over time he would grow closer to her and treat her less bad. So I, I if if he's not consistently doing that in the first season, then it'll be a little aggravating. But well, if, I, yeah. I think that's a, a fair point. The the issue I had in this episode though is like in the middle era, like 
yeah. I don't know if it was 1999 or what. There was a, a point where he was like aggressively rude to her. And then like after that, he, you know, later in 2002 and 2003, he was much less that way. But also in 1993 and 1998, like I feel like he was also less, maybe because he had less to no. do with Daphne in those scenes. No, I think. 93, he was a dick to her in 93. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I misremembered that. Yeah. I, I just, I think that they, that it's so, they're so like aggressively looking down on people that they feel like art is cultured. I did think this was a weird episode to really, because a lot of it is kind of shoring up. I, I don't know about that, but it's Niles and Daphne's relationship is really the actual scope of this episode for the yeah. most part, which is a, a weird time to do it since they've been married for over a year at this point, And we're about to wrap up the show and do a bunch of crazy things. Like it's a really strange choice to do this with three episodes to go. Yeah. Well, Ryan, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode? It's season 11, episode 21, Detour. Yeah, not a problem at all. Uh, clearly, it will be easy to predict what can happen after doing this clip episode. Us in the Upside Down, we're really hopeful that Lori Linney is coming back. So my prediction is that Frazier, Niles, Daphne, and Laura Linney make a practice run to the hospital in preparation for the baby. Uh, Seattle Construction sends them the wrong to the wrong part of town. Uh, Tired Frazier's car deflates. The Duke and Duchess now must prove their mettle whilst hanging out with some ruffians. Back at the apartment, Nina Van Horn asks for only one thing for her wedding, and that's the venue is in some random building that we won't go back to ever again. It has no merit to the show. Pop takes it on himself to do the rest of the planning. He's immediately overwhelmed. And then at the studio, Roz calls Fraser to ask if he will ever work again. He exacerbatedly exclaims that he's working on staying alive. Episode ends when Daphne calls her ruffian brother brothers and they come drunkenly fix her car. Wow, you you I mean, if that's not the next episode, I think you might have a a real uh career in Fraser fan fiction. <laughs> I'll write a full episode. We'll see how it stacks up. I think you just did. I think that was a full outline. Yeah, that was a lot there, buddy. You could have like a, a two sentence summary and you're you're really yeah. going for it. All right. Well, uh that I, will do I it want for to us. Win. I want to win the show. <laughs> oh, is that I didn't know it was a competition. Uh, well, that will do it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, it helps our podcast get off the ground. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for the theme music. And for myself, Ryan, and Brad, good morning, Vancouver. I hate you. Did you forget how to stop it again? But... I'm very confused. Yeah, just hit the button. No, but I'm looking at the thing, and the stop recording thing is is grayed out. Did you die?